Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Well, it's not Magnum, so it's a step down. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Fighting Got Podcast, uh, joined by Ricky and Felonius. How you doing, boys? All good, all good. Lovely, lovely. Just want to get this in really quickly. Remember, we've got Sandro on the 5th of February. There's still tickets available. Bring your wives and girlfriends. Bring your friends. Bring everybody. Come down. We're going to have a wicked night. Lots of booze. Lots of uh, story. amazing stories. I've been digging into Sandro's back catalogue of stories and there's some amazing stuff there so remember to join us at uh, the Bellevue pub get your tickets it's ticketed only so you can't get in without your tickets and um, if you want to know where to buy them go to thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash that's it that's the whole website and it's at the top of um, at the top of the website there's a yellow strip at which you will find uh, a link to click and buy the tickets otherwise go on Twitter and see our pinned tweet and we'll see you there it's going to be fantastic. I literally bought the weirdest week is talking to Sandro via voice note via voice notes on WhatsApp about booking him a plane using NordVPN by the way. Booking him a plane ticket. Naturally. It was weird. It was it's just strange. It? It's beautiful, but it's like I used to watch you play football and like adore you and now I'm booking you plane journeys. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> Is all your uh, correspondence with him via voice notes? Most of it. He likes the voice note, yeah. He's one of them. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Yeah, he's exactly (laughs) how you can imagine. He's amazing. Um, Let's start. This is the Q&A podcast, obviously. So as ever, we don't know what's coming. Um, So uh, it's always fun to do this. Uh, Just James Madison has announced or, or, or mentioned the fact that he's aiming for the Man City game. And uh, on the 29th, 7th, 20, 26th, 26th, which is Friday afternoon, well, it's a week to tomorrow. Yeah. What a great thing would it would, it would be to have him back. Did you see Roy Keane's comments? They were talking on the uh, Gary Neville podcast and they went, um, they were talking about Madison and he was saying, he's good, but he's all right. It's that kind of, 
Like, but at the moment, Roy Keane has got a right, f- like, fucking bugbear about Spurs at the moment. Every time he talks about him, it's just like playing it down. He's like irritated funny, by the, the loving. It's funny you said that, though, Flack. Obviously, he's come out as a Spurs fan, but no one hates Spurs more than Spurs fans. People think they can give Spurs fans abuse, but we hate ourselves considerably more than you could possibly <laughs> hate our club. And Roy Keane is just an example of, of this. Well, he's a Spurs you know fan. I mean, yeah. I mean, he said on, um, on the overlap, didn't he? He said that he was he was fond of Spurs and he always liked watching them play. But I don't see. I think think he was a fan. I think he's very much a Man United guy. But um, yeah, I mean, it's see, like, I, it's weird. Like because you say that, I, I did. It did occur to me. I, was like, I thought you said you quite like Spurs. Um, no, but, he. But now, um, we, now we've he's, done. I think for for years he's always said that um, he either supported Spurs as a kid or he was fond fond of Tottenham as a kid. I think Tottenham was his team when he was. When he was growing up, when he was younger, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It... He says, I played for Man United, but Spurs on my team. He said that on the 21st of December, 2023. See? Okay. So what? That's, m- that's maybe why he's so angry. Why is he mugging us? Exactly. <laughs> We're good. Because everyone's digging him out at home about <laughs> he's the flag trophy cabinet. <laughs> and he's just so angry Dretty's di- that Dret- everyone's digging him out all the time. Dretty's so he feels out. like he's got to come out. Dretty's he's he's got <laughs> I reckon so. <laughs> he hates. He hates. Yeah, twenty fourth of December. Spurs are my team. Roy Keane admits he has always been a Spurs fan. I th- he doesn't behave like a Spurs fan at all. It's bizarre to me that. Listen, ask him about Undombele. Imagine the rant he'd have for talking about him. It. I reckon he, he, could he, 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 he could do a Ron Atkinson there. That's uh, <laughs> that's why they want. They will never ask him about him. That question's blacklisted. It's... He acts more like Conte, didn't he? As a, as a Spurs fan, as our Tottenham manager, absolutely fucking loathes us. He just wants us miserable. And there are, to be fair, there are Spurs fans out there that absolutely hate our guts. Like, and, and, but we're allowed, we're like I, I'm more. I've got more. I give them some credit actually, because there's no, you know, you being in love with Tottenham is also hating them. Like you know, sometimes you hate the person you love most, or you can't. You, you, you're around mates and you think, I just can't be around that guy at the moment. That's our relationship with Spurs. Like, there's been a couple of times in the last few or four years where I just feel like I can't spend any time with Tottenham at the moment because I, I want to run in front of a Veco truck. <laughs> That's just really, really uh, tickled me then. You know, we've all been in jobs where we you just dread going into work and you hate it and you don't know what to do. That's everyone Thinking in your about job. Calling in sick. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about calling in sick. You, you're just trying to like, just get out of it somehow. That's how Conte was feeling when he's manager of Tottenham. Yeah, I don't want to go in. Fucking <laughs> hated it every morning. Just like, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, I've done the gallbladder thing now. Fuck. Like, <laughs> what, how am I going to get out of this? Yeah. He hated us. Yeah, he did hate us. I actually got tweeted by an Arsenal fan. Like after I, I so this week Tim Sherwood has uh, sort of doubled down on his initial comments about Pedro Porro that he isn't a defender. Even now he's saying he's not much of a defender. Um, this week and Pedro Porro has responded to a tweet. I think it was one of the Spurs big Twitter news aggregators that put it out. Basically posted his follow up um, quotes. Tim Sherwood and uh, Pedro Porro just put a little heart emoji next to it because he basically said all right Pedro Borro's had a good season but he still can't defend kind of thing which I mean defensive defensively he's, in, he's he's been better than I thought but he it, it's definitely been improved and there, there is like out of all of our players but Pedro Borro's probably probably number one 
if you if you look rank their season thus far, I would have Pedro as number one. I'll get your 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 answers in a second. But just to finish this, that I, I was messaged by an Arsenal fan and said, "Why do all your ex managers hate you?" And it didn't even come across as like them digging me out, or uh, in that in, or trying to dig us out. It was almost like well, you had Sandro didn't really leave on good terms. Mourinho and Conte both really hate you. What's going on there? And I was just like, well, it's just, it's just what we are. It's what happens at Spurs. It's like this is we're comfortable with this. Um, like if we manage to break Poster Coglu and he hates our guts by the end of it, I don't know what we'll do. What, who's your number one, boys? Who's, who's your number one player of the season? Uh, Vicario for me, just been a model of consistency. <clears throat> Even in that bad run, he was still amazing. And um, I think he's a future captain, so I think it's him. Really? Future captain? Nice. Yeah. Wow. You can't have a goalkeeper as a captain. They're all fucking mental. Exactly. So Lloris was Lloris wasn't even like that that mad, but most of them are crazy. Vicario has an element. Of, he's got that mad crazy vibe that some goalkeepers have, like David James had. He's like a little bit like you're mad. <laughs> you're absolutely mad. You. Should we go? The funny thing with David James, he thinks he's clever. That's what makes it even more scary. You know, he has to speak slowly and measured, like. Like, he's really intelligent, but he's really not. That is a good method, apparently. If you want to seem more intelligent than you are, then you wait a few minutes, a few seconds longer than you should to respond to a question. But yeah. after a while, it just gets an idiot and you seem slow. So, um, <laughs> who's your number one, Rick, this season? Um, I would probably go for Poro as well. I mean, it was Madders up until his injury. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Poro. I just think... His kind of um, his willingness to get forward, to always show for the ball, his aggression, his kind of um, the reaction he has with the crowd after a tackle or after like if we go one nil up and he's just like really gene the, the crowd. He kind of it feels like he has kind of got got a real affinity with the fans as well and the club at the moment. He is definitely my. Um, my number one, yeah. Okay, let's go to the questions then. Tio says, why can't any of you say Ben Davies' name right? He's a Welsh lad and it's Davies, not Davies. I mean, I, I, I responded saying it's been 10 years, does it even matter anymore? Like, who, gives a, <laughs> who gives a shit? I always heard it was, it was it's pronounced Davis. I, I know I it's spelled too. Davies, it's, but it's pronounced <clears throat> Davis. But if it looks like Davies... I'm pronouncing it as Davies. Yeah, when you're in my so... country, I'll pronounce your name how I, how I fucking like. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, go back to Wales. <laughs> go across that bridge. Go back. Yeah, there's a big fucking bridge there. Go and walk back over it. No one asked you to come here. <laughs> uh, that's not true, is it? We signed him. Um, is it Davies? Davies doesn't feel right. Davies does feel no, right. So we're just going to yeah, carry on exactly. saying, gonna carry on yeah. saying that. Exactly. He's not gonna he's not gonna play much anyway, so we're not gonna be saying his name at all. So so there. All your Davies fanboys ain't gonna see him play. Give, so give him a new contract, I'll say. New contract. Yeah, give him a new contract. He can throw towels around. What what's your problem with Davies? He's done being a loyal servant. What what's what, where's this energy coming from? People being loyal servants don't mean shit to me, man. I mean, even with the whole oh. outpouring over Eric Dahl even. Fucking oh. like crying on Twitter about piss off. He was shit towards the end. And now he's Fuck just there as yeah. best friend. Piss off, mate. Okay, good. Um, Sam, <laughs> Sam Cornish, he says, if if the fighting cock took over Spurs social media, what questions would you ask the lads as they walked into the training ground? Go on, Rick. 
Yeah, f- first one, it would be, um, have you done a poo-poo this morning? Poo-poo? Not yeah, poo. poo-poo. Oh, come no, on. Poo. That would make poo-poo. it weird. Have you done a poo? Have you done like... poo-poo? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that would make it weird. Go Asking a football player that's played for Tottenham coming in and saying, have you had a turnout this morning? That wouldn't be weird at all, would it? <laughs> it's, it's less, it's, both of those are weird, but it's less weird saying poo once than poo-poo. Yeah, I, I like, it makes it more um, like you're talking to a child. You've done a poo-poo? No, yeah? you, I know okay. you, Rick. You'd look at them in the eyes and hold their gaze as you said it. What, do you think the poor performed better if they had had a turnout or if they hadn't? Like, because if they go on the pitch and they still need a poo, like, they'll run faster, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's more aerodynamic. There's logic there. There's probably, there is logic there's there. There's probably a spreadsheet. It's probably like a group spreadsheet about who's, who's a shit and when, you know what I mean? Like, optimal performance. I have, I have held a, yeah, I've held a poo in before. We've done a pod because I thought it might give me a bit more uh, impetus. Bit of an edge. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It just made me worry that I was going to poo myself on camera on, during the podcast. So I didn't go for a poo because I wanted an edge. I wanted a... Yeah, yeah. You know, like when Liam Gallagher, when he's, the stance he has when he sings and he really gets kind of like these vocals out, I kind of felt like that, that like holding a poo in would give me an edge on the pod, but it didn't. It really didn't. Yeah. Just distraction, isn't it? Dicks out. Yeah, it did. Dicks out. What do you mean? See, what would you ask? Oh, God, I don't know, actually. Um, <clears throat> I actually No, I mean, I think they've had a bit of flack for the latest one they did about um, using my famous person on your phone and FaceTime them. That was a bit... Yeah. Like it's, a bit it does, i got to say, it doesn't quite work, that, no, that grabbing them before they go in. Sometimes it does if it's a quick question, yes yeah. or no. But that one didn't work. What about what, uh, one of the I, questions with dicks out or dicks in? <laughs> and they, you've got to answer. You're not letting you through until you answer. Dicks out? Yeah, Just hold the door shut. What <laughs> <laughs> happened? Oh, answer the question dicks out or dicks in, Madison. <laughs> it's always dicks out. Come on. Yeah. What, what good ever happened? None of us would be around if we're all dicks in all the time. Depends on so, what. So everyone got here. Anyway, yeah, it depends in what. Yeah. Um, but um, the the, uh, the what do you call it the who's the f- most famous person on your phone? I think that's that's you can ask that. It's maybe a bit crass to ask that, but I think that's that's fair. But then to FaceTime after, I was a bit like, come on, man, that's yeah, a, bit. a bit <clears throat> putting him on the spot. It's a bit weird doing that. But I quite like the little games that they play. Do you know what I do love? Um, the content that they do is when. Uh, they have a couple of players and they have to play games against each other. Uh, when they blow uh, a ball across the table and they've got the cups sellotape to the other end yeah. and they make it really competitive and stuff like that. I enjoy that. that that's good content. Fair enough. I've got Clinton Morrison's number. Never spoken to him. Have uh, you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, a question here from Graham. He says, if Rishi does get 15 goals this season... Having played with an injury, missed games through surgery, played his way into form and dealt with being played as, as on the left wing and also centrally, but with different partners up top. He could hit 20 plus next year. If the, if the, the question, I guess, is if, if Richie gets 15 goals this season. No, if he gets 15 league goals, he's got seven already. He needs another eight. He deserves... Does Would it be... That he deserves to start next season and he's proven that he can be our number nine and so you stick with him? 
or as a club do you be bold replacing with someone you think or you know is or you assume is better than him what would you do if you was manager T I would get another player that I would assume is better than him because he, need, he needs competition and um, I mean Charleston's done a good run but sometimes watching him play is pretty painful and I think it would be nice to have another striker who is better than him you know, put that pressure on because you know I think we need to have good players in every position and a bit more com- bit more competition. I think with Sonny, obviously Sonny's been probably our best number nine this season if you look at the pure, at the raw numbers. But I definitely think we could do with another another player better than Richarlison to, to to play there. Good, Rick. If he scores fifteen league goals this season, yeah, I I would uh, I agree with T, but I would say he would deserve to be our starting number nine and he's the guy that you've got to replace but um i would think we would still go into the market and and purchase another number nine someone that's going to compete with him if not um a bit better than him but I, yeah it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a case of me getting to the end of the season he scored 15 goals and they're going to buy someone to directly replace him straight away yeah, it would look harsh, but I, I think potentially a big club might do that if they're just not convinced in the long term. And I guess the question about Charleston is, he's in form at the moment. Is this going to be the level he plays at consistently? If it is the level he plays at consistently, then there's no reason to go out and spend £80 million or whatever it might be on a, a new number nine because you know you're going to get 20 goals from him next season. 20 league goals is an £80 million striker by any measurement. So if he does get 20 league goals for Spurs not only or, or 15 but pro rata you're looking at you know about 20 you're not only you know solving an issue but you've got a player who was dog meat you know six months ago now worth 80 million pound um, so hopefully he does I mean I I, I mean I if, if this continues I was badly badly wrong about Richardson if, if this does continue you know, if you get fifteen goals this se- league goals this season, I was badly wrong. Like it's very difficult uh, for any striker. How long? How long would it have to continue for you to be wrong? Just at the end of the season or till end of next season? I'm not wrong yet. I'm not. I'm not yeah, going I'm to not, accept. Not yet. No, no. I'm, I'm wrong yet. But I'm wanna be. I'm happily be wrong. I'm, I, I'll eat my own words. Well, what's the point at which uh, which you might concede? If he gets, if he gets, if he gets fifteen goals, if he gets fifteen. I'm saying he should start as number nine next season because he's proven he can score at this level. Or is he getting so many? He's not even getting that many opportunities. You don't. I don't remember him. I remember him scuffing a few shots wide, but the good opportunities Richarlison's getting now, he is he is bagging. And that that header, I mean, it's a great cross from Porro, but he was surrounded by United players. They should have dealt with that. And it was him that, yeah. was, that, that got his ball, his his nut into that space at the right time. No one else could do that. He almost blind. He looked almost blind to the ball as well. I don't know what he actually looked like in real terms from his position, but from when the camera was, he looked like he could see the ball. So I don't know. I mean, I, I continue as it, I'm still sort of, I still, I'm still wound, not wounded. I'm still affected by what I saw in the first part of his career, where it just like looked like he couldn't <laughs> trap a bag of sand. But but that game <laughs> against Man United, I thought he was excellent and it's not even from a low bar I'm saying as a performance in a team that's playing as well as Tottenham is he was excellent on that night it's hard because when you've got um, I think there's, there was a couple of balls that I don't know if it's against United but in recent weeks where there's been a couple of balls that has been put through to him and it looks like he's bearing down on goal 
and he's got to use his left foot and he just drags it wide yeah, right was, and it's it's, that, it's been a horror it was a horrible shot that was against Burnley um, and it's been there's been a couple of times like that but I'm used to seeing players like Kane running onto that and it fucking goes in there or Son running onto that and it goes in the net now everybody isn't Kane and Son so I have to be you know be measured in how I'm judging Richie so I mean I I mean he is very much in form at the moment can I see him scoring 20 goals a season 20 league goals well if he scores 15 then he's he would have been if without the injury he would have been on on target so 15 effectively is 20 this season but year but year one year though yeah yeah that's something, that's something you'd hang your hat on because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't no no nor me but it'd be great to be wrong though boys Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He seems to love the club. He seems popular with the, with his teammates, and um, I think it's just a general good feeling around him recapturing his form. He's quite, you know, he's a bit of a complex. I don't know if he's introverted or extroverted, but he seems popular among his teammates. And um, on Sunday, I think what struck a chord with me anyway was that he was everywhere. He wasn't just that like funny. He was you know at the back defending, you know, just being a menace and. Um, I think Postecoglou just wants people who just run all fucking games. So I don't think Richarlison will get sold in the summer if this form continues. But I do think we need another striker as good as or better than him. Where's his goal celebration gone? It's Where's there, his but the camera always the pans away. Well, he did it. What, really? He yeah, it he, did against, it. he did it on Sunday. did it against United. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. He did the old, it is the goofiest celebration you'll ever see in football. Like, it doesn't fit with footballers or football, but I, I love him for it. Like, I like oh, yeah, it. I quite fun. like it because it's memorable. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, I, I like it. it. Because there's a song with it, I don't mind it. But um, he does it, but he tends to do it at the end of when he's like jumping around and waving his arms. So that's where he gets missed. Right. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think we'll find, you'll find another player who, or certainly he's one of the, the, the number of players in our squad that work work hard and graft and press constantly like he never for a Brazilian he's like the, he's like the least like a Brazilian forward that I've ever seen and everything good he does is not what you'd expect from Brazilian forward but you know yeah anyway uh, got a question over Reddit from Sir Jim, Jimmy Jazz he says it's looking like the long dick of the law is coming and crashing down on Premier League clubs with our own FFP rules actually having a bit of bite. One of the only clubs to come out of this looking peachy is our very own Spurs, a feat that is down almost entirely to Daniel Levy and he's much maligned in some corners financial strategy. My question for, all, for you all is this. Given it looks like Levy has been vindicated on a lot of complaints that the Levy out crowd have had, what do you think will be the next thing those whiny pricks will be crying about on Twitter to justify their position? Love the pod. Keep it up. And quiz. Uh, look, I mean, if if the, quest, the question is, the, I mean, the most interesting part of that question is, it, it does feel like Spurs, Spurs are looking really healthy. Really, really healthy compared, compared to other clubs. And do you remember what... Um, do you remember Daniel Levy was saying, and this is one of the reasons why I'd actually moved to Levy out last year. I think actually to qualify my position, if I'm allowed to, 
I think I said we need Levy in there to generate revenue, but we need new money, new uh, new owners with a, di- a different like glory based cool. incentive to spend all of the amount of money that we can based on the revenue that we're building. I think that was what the ideal position was. Anyway, um, it we are we do look like one of the few teams that have come out of this very well. Brighton look okay. Arsenal can't spend. Forest, Wolves, and Everton. Everton been charged again. Forest, you know. Have been charged as well. Wolves are in trouble. You got Manchester City facing hundreds and over a hundred charges in the next year or so. That will be coming out. But Spurs have demonstrated that they're one of the few clubs that actually can buy players in January. Right, we spent twenty-seven million pounds. That might as well be four hundred million compared to what anybody else is able to spend. Do you, I'm I'm last season I was. One of the reasons why I had moved to Levy out was because his game plan was to wait for regulation. And as a fan, <clears> I said previously, that's there's nothing exciting about waiting for regulation. We're fans. We want players. We want glory. We want short-term success. We want all this stuff. The plan can't just be wait for regulation. And now the regulation is kicking into gear. We're in an, an excellent position. We took all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2 play it now with game pass when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you remember me coating you off, calling you out a bit? Because you, you kept telling me that F- FFP is going to come in and yeah, Levy's do. doing all this work and, and, and all that. Lot. And I was like, I don't know, it's just getting a bit aggy. Maybe it was the Conte era. Maybe it was, I don't know when Everyone it was. Everyone was aggy I, in that era. I, I, Yeah. But you're right. You, you, uh, you <clears throat> roosters have come home to roost, if that's what the <laughs> saying is. Chickens. But yeah, yeah, chickens. chickens, all the same, all the same. Um, but yeah, it's it does feel a bit like we're looking around at other people. Everton, Wolves, they sounds like they're in trouble. Everton again, fucking hell. Arsenal, like you just said, they can't spend. And I know our books are supposed to be published within the next month. And and who who knows how much um, like revenue we, we made in the last season? It's and obviously Beyonce concerts, all of that, mm. the F one carting, all of that. I mean, it does look like we are in a, a great financial position, um, and you know, War a Trophy and all that. But to be able to kind of get yourself, it just feels like the infrastructure with the stadium, with the training ground, 
with everything else that's been put in place that I've just listed, it's kind of like now that the last kind of piece is is the team, is the investment in the team, the manager. Right? We're, we're seeing, you know, different kind of levels of coaches scouting. Um, you kind of data led decisions for our transfers. It just feels a lot more. Um, cohesive and a lot a lot you know we, we are making strides in the right direction so like generally when you spend a, a build a stadium it's supposed to hamstring you hamstring you hamstrung you it's, you're supposed to be hamstrung by yeah. the cost of the stadium and the loan repayments <clears throat> that isn't that doesn't seem to be the case with us like it seems to be we that we have a 25 million pound a year loan repayment fee or interest but whatever it is i don't know can't remember but other than that, it's just saying like there's, there's reports coming out saying the most profitable um, club in the league, and you know the, the generates among the most revenue. Apparently, only, only at the mo in the last year, I think it was only Manchester City who generated more revenue, which you know is bollocks. Suddenly, nice. the most, yeah, like where is that come from? Like suddenly, you're the richest club in the you generate the most money in the world, more than Real Madrid, more than Manchester United, Barcelona, all these clubs. Suddenly, Man City out of nowhere. You know it's bullshit. Anyway, um, they sold a hamburger for 150 million. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, it says it in the book. That's what look, it says. Look look, one cheeseburger, 150 million. It's worth what someone See? is willing to pay, my friend. But but <laughs> whatever it is, it's not real revenue from through 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 um through football. You'd imagine. Um, yeah. So Spurs are in uh, Spurs are in a good position, and um, I I just. As long as that money can continue, or certainly a, a, a large proportion of that profit starts to get invested in the team, as we've seen, like if the recruitment continues at the level it has been over the last, well, since Paratici came in, more or less, there's been a couple of duds. Don't get me wrong, but nothing, <clears throat> nothing like Endombele levels, and even Lacelso has come back to the fore to some degree. But by and large, you'd say eighty percent of our our players that we've bought for the first team have made a massive improvement to yeah, what absolutely. we're trying to do. And if we continue at that I level, think... T, that's that's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have to say there's lucked out a bit of Ambosikoglu being available and, and getting him and having a, a galvanising manager. Um, you know, hopefully medals lessen the first team affairs. I mean, I don't know if Jed Spencer was him or Conte. They both seem to be blaming each other for it. But... You know, I think uh, in terms of um, the FFP and that side of the revenue, I think Vin Levy has been vindicated. Um, and also, I think these are our earliest January signings since um, Kimalo in 2011. So that shows that that's, you know, shows a bit of intent on our part because now we have the winter break, we've got the two new signers to kind of bed in for the next, well, for over 10 days with the, with the new teammates. Normally, we'd buy players on January the 31st. So. I think Levy is definitely scoring a lot of brownie points. And, um, you know, I mean, the Levy out thing, I mean, at the moment, at the moment, they're they're down. But all this is a few bad results and Jagerson and Werner to be shit and they'll come back again. Hopefully not, though. Yeah, yeah, but you, but you just, you know, you you just stop listening, right? You get to a certain stage, whereas you can feel like something, we're pulling in the right direction. We've got the right manager, the recruitment looks right. You know, financially compared to other clubs, we look in a very solid position. We've got the training ground in place. We're I mean, in good, all, good. What what we care about as as a podcast, I, I believe we do, is recruitment. 
and the model behind the recruitment. You know, we've got this data-led approach and it seems to be pulling up trees and working wonders. Um, Obviously, the training ground and, you know, the extra event at the stadium helps an awful lot. I mean, I think we're the blueprint. I think other teams are going to try and follow the same model and have other events at the stadiums as well. Um, And, yeah, I think the fact that we're being, you know, almost... wouldn't say we've been... We've been like, um, I don't know what the right word is. I don't know if we've been really brutal in the transfer market. We've just been very, very smart. Um, and I think the, the Van der Ven Tap Sober is going to be one of those signings that will be talk, spoken about for a very long time because I think we were all in the Tap Sober train massively. Yeah. And Van der Ven's been fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think Dragerson, I think Tadebo was looked upon as a first choice last month anyway. And now we've got Dragerson here. And if Dragerson ends up being a success, then that will only grow more faith in our in our recruitment. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. And that's what I'm saying is when it's good and, and you're enjoying it, it's, um, it's difficult to stomach criticism where it just feels like it's not warranted at times. Like, if it, like not to say that in the future that, that things won't change and you can readjust your position and whatever. You can, anyone's entitled to say whatever you want. It's just we don't have to listen. Um, uh, M. Rona says, Ricky, have you ever felt more powerful than when you beat the shit out of that bouncer? <laughs> <laughs> Must imagine it's like Napoleon winning the Battle of Austerlitz. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Um, just trying to think now. No, that's probably got to be it, man. He, like, the guy was, he's a man mountain. And if you look at the matchup between us, you would think, you would think, you know, like an old school cartoon where the big person has his fist and he just hits them on the top of the head and they just sink into the ground like a tent peg. Like he literally could have done that to me, but not that day. Not that day. Headshot, bang. Bosh, Only needs two pounds of, of pressure. Just these two pounds of pressure and they go. Is it? Yeah. Well, pushing the seam center, so it must be true. <laughs> what, what what two pounds of pressure? What a blow to the chin! Two pounds of pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do. You see, it, like if you go on Reddit and and you follow fight porn, not like I do, but some some people do. You know, <laughs> the amount of people getting knocked out with one punch. You'd be surprised. I, I'm surprised why people still willfully get involved in fights. The amount of people get so easily knocked out, and there's so many cameras around, and you just that 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 remains on the internet forever. And the average fight doesn't last that long. The average fight is probably under 30 seconds. And if someone knows how to punch, yeah, they can be they might, they might be hopeless at fighting, but if they know how to punch and hit you in the right place, you, you're going. Yeah. Um, Neighbourhood Optimist, he says, what are your thoughts on the new way Andrew's using Skip as an attacking eight, where he's, his off-the-ball movement is more important than his on-the-ball abilities. What the fuck do you think you're talking to right now? It's like the lab's done. Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> you think you're talking What did you say? What did you say, T? It's like the fucking lab. Oh, the lab. It's Q&A. Oh, it's Q&A. Funny you mentioned that. I had a drink here. Funny you mentioned the lab, actually. Go only, on, Flav. Only Go fourth on. in the Spotify charts, isn't it? Is that good? Here I don't go. know. It sounds good to me. People Jeez. getting slumped all over the shop. Yeah, go and listen to the lab. Fourth. Fourth. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Champions League place. Vindication. I don't know what I'm vindicated for. <laughs> no one no one said I couldn't do it. But, <laughs> but, but vindication. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. Uh, get, if you need something else to listen to, go and, um, go and listen to that. It's very much not the fighting cock. It's sensible conversations around, around Tottenham. Do you know what we've got? Um, 
you know the big palace account and i always get because it it's an acronym it's uh hopkins uh hltco oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 massive yeah. but i've um i've been talking to him and he he really he really enjoys tottenham and, and posta coglu and um what well, i'm getting him on from a neutral's perspective of what's happening at spurs what the fans of other football clubs feel about tottenham nice so that'll be happening really next cool. week that's the next episode that we're going to put out so yeah go and um find the lab wherever you get your podcasts and uh like or well, subscribe to it and if you can rate it because uh, that really helps um good whereas i've been lost there by that sidetracked also um yeah sorry skip as an attacking eight against the manchester united we didn't have a choice uh, i didn't know who was going to play in that position i assumed that hoybier and skip would play in in midfield and perhaps benson core would be the furthest forward against man united but it was actually skip that was playing in that position mm. a lot of the time and um I, I there were people still detracting from his performance and saying that he wasn't very good but I thought he did okay in a, in a position that is alien to him, or somewhat alien, certainly to, to perform at the level we need to at that in that position. And he was asked to do a role, and he he done well. Like he was just he was directly involved in the build up for um, our second goal. Bentecourt, the ball was played in Romero into Skip in the banging midfield in loads of space, and he played it to played a poor ball to Werner. But let's ignore that for a second. And then he he did that delicious delicious sort of sideways volley ball out to the left hand wing as well that was a kind of that's about as much as I can remember from his performance but it's, it's yeah. one of those where I don't know if he could play that great but go on the internet like, oh my god maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. but you know he's, he's he's grown the manager seems to like him and as I said that pass stands out mm. I thought he was I mean to be fair it wasn't detracting from my performance I just think um after me, there were some preconceived ideas that were at play with my rating of his performance. So, yes. yeah, fair play to him. Uh, Neighbour Optimist says here, also a little public service announcement. You can't buy uh, Pornhub Premium in India, as a lot of porn sites are banned in India. Um, well, it sounds like if you are in India, mate, you need NordVPN. Because then you could you're actually about to play that. Was you get another region? Yeah, yeah. pick another region. Yeah, if you're already in India, then you shouldn't be fucking like what are you what are you worried about? Just use NordVPN to get out of India virtually, and um, and access all of the porn you want to access. And you can do that by signing up to NordVPN right now. NordVPN.com forward slash the fighting cock. Um, yeah, so this is a perfect opportunity for you, mate, to um, to access Pornhub Premium wherever you go. But the thought, what we talked about last time was that you could access Pornhub in India because I assumed I made the assumption I was incorrect that what they pay for Pornhub Premium in India is different from what you pay in the UK so pick another country Moldova see what's going on there not only do you get <laughs> Moldovan prices for Pornhub Premium but you also get Moldova, Moldovan porn that has got to be it's got to be good it's worth a look yeah it is worth a look for sure and if it, even if you don't want Pornhub Premium you can just have a look now if you have NordVPN. Just change it. Find out where Moldova is on the map. Click on the server that exists in that country and check out what's, up, what's on their front page in, on Pornhub. You can do all that magic stuff. Probably Angela White. And our very own cow as well. He got a YouTube music. Was it YouTube music and YouTube premium? Yeah. yeah. For like a pittance. <clears throat> yeah. Pittance. As so, we said, um, over and over again, use NordVPN correctly and uh, you can save yourself money. 
and not only that it's an amazing service you're booking flights cheap flights uh if you want to be safe online if you want to be yourself online if you don't want people so if you basically if you want to troll someone someone you ate on twitter it's very easy to find out if you've got a duplicate twitter account right because you have a twitter id based on your ip address but nordvpn protects your ip address so if you want to be a dickhead in secret get nordvpn <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh exclusive nordvpn deal nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock if you pay now you can get four months extra 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 free um brilliant uh jambo 1999 says how does this current feel good factor compare to Poch's early and peak years see it's up there. I think this. I think. I think this is. This might be a bit better because of what came before. Um, because with Pochettino, it was un, unexpected. I mean, you both were probably more um, involved in the Yol um, revival. I mean, that might be better than it is now because what what came before Yol was fucking fair play leagues and shit. And under him, we finished in the Europa League. But right now, I feel a bit. I think because under Pochettino, we didn't know what was happening next. Now we're thinking we can challenge for the league. We're going to break that trophy. Who do so? I probably would say now over over Poch, but maybe you'll trump trumps them both. What about you, Rick? Uh, I am going to say um, at the moment Poch era that that uh, season sixteen seventeen. I know we go on about it a lot, but we were just it felt like we were untouchable and it felt like every single game we played we were just gonna smash up anyone in our in our way and yeah. and we were gonna do it beautifully as well and everyone was gonna be waxing lyrical about us everybody loved us we played amazing football um and that i i don't think i've ever had that feeling supporting tottenham if i'm honest for, for a complete season of that I don't want to say it out loud but I think we're going to win the league yeah. I actually think my football team is going to win the league yeah, and I, I can't tell you how I, no we didn't but um, that feeling was just I just I kind of yeah. feel like that's why you're quite reserved now in believing again Cause, I just cause... don't want to get hurt, Gary. I know that. I really <laughs> I know that, Eric. But sometimes you've got to be brave. You got you've got to be willing to be hurt in order to s taste the goodness. <laughs> just a sniff of goodness is better than not being able to smell it at all. If you hide yourself away, you won't even glimpse the sunlight. I want to just see for the season. See where we're at. See where we're at. You're... I I really feel it's coming anyway. Like I've just said, like the um, of all everything kind of off the field has been put in place and now is the time where i think we're going to see it all come into fruition especially with with Ange as well um mm. Maurizio as well old pochi he just he just had that something about him as well they're, they're both it's very very hard to split them for me at the moment but I guess as we as we get further down the line, Ange will probably um, steal my heart. I think with Postacoglu, it's kind of like um, he's not. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to just be there. He doesn't just want to compete. I mean, Postino talked about in the Champions League final. We're gonna have all twenty-two players taking their picture because we're all involved in this. Oh, if we win the Champions League, I might leave. But if we don't win, it's not the end of the world. Trophies build ego. Um, and would never say that. He's like, I want to win trophies. I want the fans to feel optimistic. That's probably why 
I feel a bit better now. I mean, obviously, Pots probably want to temper expectation. And just like, fuck tempering expectation. We were a top club. We were a massive club. And that can't, that probably makes me feel a bit more involved now. I mean, back then was 16, 17 season was amazing. And it was. But I think if you carry on on the trajectory that we are right now, then I think it will likely eclipse anything that happened back then. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to keep referring back to 2016, 2017. And I do constantly because it was such a magical season. But um, yeah, we need to, we need, we need Postacoglu to eradicate that now. Yes, and, and especially be because that fucking twat is now managing Chelsea. Like any good feeling I have about Post- Pochettino has gone. Like yeah. I'm not thankful for anything he did. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. Gully. Fuck you. No, yeah, like, it's like, it's just because, like, you had a great marriage, but then she ended up sucking the bloke's dick down the road. Well, then you go, well, but at least we have a good marriage. No, bitch. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, like, you threw away everything. We had so many great memories. I get it if you want to leave, but you've gone and fucking... There's 30 different dicks living down this road, and you had to go for that one. Silvio, with a flash car. Yeah. 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 Not so flash anymore, is it? Breaking down now. But you've done it. You've already done it. You've done the deed and now I can never forget it. All the memories mean shit to me. Because you went and sucked that geezer's dick. And you know what? (laughs) He's not rich anymore. He missed a couple of fucking pay slips. Look at our house. Cost of living. Fucked him up. Look at our house. We built this together. I could have been a part of this. And I get it. Could have. I said you weren't good enough for me. But just because you're good enough for me, you don't go down and suck Silvio's dick, all right? See, Everything botched ruined. Potch pot to the left, to the left. Everything you got in a box to the left, as Beyonce is saying. You're not irreplaceable, mate. There go away. Go. Beyonce. Beyonce, exactly. <laughs> uh, Morgan Medjay, he says, <clears throat> had an interesting conversation. Uh, a fellow had been arguing that the stadium being called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is more profitable than an actual guaranteed revenue naming rights deal. Um, His argument was exposure leads to possible revenue. I disagreed. Possible is not as good as actual and our name would be out there due to success like Champions League final. Your thoughts? Um, There's definitely... Look, I hate the fact that it's called the fighting... The Tottenham... The fighting cock stadium, I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot imagine that. The fighting cock stadium. Brilliant. Um... I don't think we can afford it. Uh, the I don't like the fact that it's called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I wish that they'd called it White Hart Lane. But as a branding exercise, that the fact that our name being constantly mentioned feeds into the subconscious of football culture. Wherever you are, whatever's happening, if it's happening at Spurs, not just football, wider culture as well, if there's Beyonce concerts at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that does feed into it. There is value there that's hard to measure. But yeah. it's the same in any language. In any language, it's Tottenham Hotspur. No translations or nothing. Do it in another if language. You a, if, you, if you have a company name, you could have some foreign name of it. So do that, it in, mate. Do it Tottenham Hotspur. Do a sentence in another language with Tottenham Hotspur in the middle of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a drink. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do Rick, it right now. But um, you do it. In other countries, London right. isn't called London, is it? So you know what I mean? So it's got to be Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, you're right. So whatever oh, language... Yeah, that's, that's true, actually. Yeah. So like... Like they, if they're screening Chinese in China, loads of buds over there watching, watching the football, isn't there? So the fight, the hot Tottenham Hotspur State, there is value there that's hard to, 
to recognise. But I don't think there's a world where Daniel Levy's going, do you know what? This is more valuable than £500 million in the bank from uh, from what would be a, a sponsorship. I just think that it, it's not crucial right now to just bend to the whim of a potential sponsor if you're not completely happy with what they're offering and that yeah. the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium does have value in in um in in terms of a brand purpose the fact that it is mentioned it does that does hold value but just when the right team name comes along if it ever does <clears throat> then we can sell those naming rights but you got to be careful about what that is you know you look at what Arsenal are doing at their stadium they've maxed out their revenue they can't they can't sell the naming rights because when they built the stadium they sold it off to the Emirates they might come to an end at some stage where they get a massive cash injection for wherever they if they resell it or or rename the stadium whenever that contract runs out but it's mad that we're in this situation where it feels like we're primed for a a good future and, and a secure future because financial fair play is bearing its teeth but on top of that we've still got potential 300, 400 maybe 500 million in a 20 year sponsorship deal for the stadium no club is operating like that like football aside we've got a lot to prove and Daniel Levy has a lot to prove but in terms of business and a brand in football I don't think anyone else is doing what we're doing at the moment agreed yeah <clears throat> and to be fair though you made a point about the White Hart Lane, White Hart Lane. if that was the name and it got taken away by a sponsor I think we'd all be fuming so maybe it being Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and being and given to a brand might be a little less painful than White Hart Lane being taken away because we'll always call it that. But if it was the actual name of the stadium and it ended up being sponsored by, I don't know, Nike or Amazon, might be a bit more of a painful takeaway. <laughs> this key's on Reddit said, I oh, know you're correct, you're correct, Letty. Uh, Alec Trevelyan, he says, Is there any way for your patrons to ask questions? Because I don't use any social media except this shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not really, mate. Sometimes we put questions in there, but not for the main pod. Um, so you're just going to have to continue to use Reddit. Sorry, mate. Um, <clears throat> would you rather Spurs switch their colour scheme to red and white, but the guarantee of a decade of success both domestically and in Europe, or win the double this year and Ainge rides off into the sunset and another 10 years of middling success? Second one. Second. Yeah. Whatever, whatever one isn't red and white, I don't want that. Yeah. Neither do I. Um, Wilson ten thirty one says, "I don't know what thing would you put up your bum for Ange or something." That was his effort. A question. You don't have to send a question in. He's mocking it. Um. So ran, random ting twenty two says, "Who is your preferred starting eleven? Who would you add in the summer?" I don't know about adding in the summer because we're just buying we're buying players that we don't expect to buy anyway. Like no one no one had heard of Dragerson before we we're looking for him. But if everyone is fit, what is our strongest team? Because I saw someone put up put put something up on TikTok the other day, and his was and said, "Would you change? Would you boys stop me if you change any of this?" With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so obviously, Vicario in goal, back line of Van der Ven, Romero, Porro, and uh, a doggy. The midfield was Saar, Basuma. No, it wasn't. It was Saar, Bentancourt. And um, Madison. and Madison. So Benson in a six, Saar in the middle, and Madison is that attacking eight. And then it was Richarlison on the left, Son on the middle, and Kulisevsky on the right. Is that our strongest team if everybody is fit? For me, yes. Richarlison on the left? Yeah, because they swapped they swap during the game. I don't think these positions are static. Where If it is going to be a static one, then maybe you'd put Son up. I don't think Son can do can play out wide anymore I think he has to be in the middle but I think during games they'll swap but that's probably the strongest 11 I think Basuma probably has a shout at maybe starting over Saar but for me right now I think Stan I think that's probably the strongest 11 we have I would yeah just in positionally I would have Richardson as a 9 Son on the left and then I would have Basuma Bentancor and Madison Madison and Bentancor haven't even played together I remind you boys God. I know can't wait they've never played to it like against Manchester City that could be the first time they've played what a game of football that's going to be that's not going to be enjoyable to watch for Spurs but it's going to be for neutrals I think that this could this has all the makings of one of the best games of the season absolutely absolutely can't fucking wait I think um, it's nice to have these choices Um, but yeah I think Basuma and um, yeah he's probably the only person who can break that eleven. Outside of him, I don't think there's anyone on our bench who could maybe get a bring in. I'm seeing people talking about maybe three at the back, but I think Kulu might miss out if we do three at the back. So what well, I don't know, where's I this come I, from? Like, where, when does he play I, three at the back? Um, he's ended games with three at the back. I think Jagerson came in on Sunday yeah, against ten, United. Yeah, he but did do that, to be fair. Yeah. I think people, I think it's just fantasy lineups, isn't it? I think people just want to try and accommodate as many players as they can, but I don't, I don't suspect he'll do that long term. No, well, that's a seismic shift. That's a big shift in, yeah. in what you're doing, unless they've been working on it to play a back three. And then what people have been hiding out in the Hotspur way, and they got all the camo gear and they're watching him free at the back. You I can't see what they're doing. It would be difficult to accommodate our player. Like, so imagine, right? Let's 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 imagine a four three four three. So you've got the three defenders, and then you've got a midfield of Madison and Bentancor, Madison and Basuma. You've got a doggy and Poro on the, on the wide positions in midfield, and then you've got up top would be the front three. Yeah. yeah. So you've got loads of talent nowhere near the team. It's an option mid-game, or if you want three defenders on. But I don't, I can't see us shifting from what we've been doing so well. No, I don't think so. You yeah. just want to see Dragerson, isn't it? It's just one of them ones. Someone <laughs> said, "Has Tanganga got a future at Spurs?" Ready, boys? No. After three, one, two, three. No, no. no. He's gone to Millwall. They're fucking buzzing, Millwall. 
I mean, love that fair, shit. Fair play. They've changed the banner on their Twitter. They've got merch, 10% off their merch at the moment. Tanganga is the code. Tanganga. Tanganga, good. It's 10%. I rate that now. I rate that now. Uh, Fake Nate says, Eric Dyer's in, in the end of his farewell video said he would see us soon. Thoughts on him becoming a coach in the future? No harm. Don't care. Lost. I'd like to see I... him soon and wave at him in the stand and that. That'd be nice. I I don't think um I d I don't have those um feelings for him to come back and coach. I've I've massive respect for him. I tell you what, <clears throat> sorry. I there is one player that I would welcome to come back and be our coach. And I and I strongly do think he will one day be manager of Tottenham. Jan Vertongen. I knew it was gonna be a <laughs> I just think I don't know I don't know why I've just got this feeling he's going to come back and he's going to manage us whether or not it'll be any good I don't know I hope but he's just good. got um, Tottenham manager written all over him nine uh, nine years since I interrupted his meal at Gilgamesh in Camden nine years to the day <laughs> I, well I love funny. that picture <laughs> um, if you want to see that photo that I'm talking about I've just posted it on Instagram Flav underscore Bateman I think my name is on Instagram is. Um, yeah there's a picture basically what happened like full disclosure I'd taken a fair bit of ecstasy that night and when you take ecstasy you, you your brain lies to you your brain <laughs> says to you they definitely want to speak to you this what a great opportunity what a great time to be alive isn't everything fantastic go and talk to Jan Vertonghen as he's eating his dinner so, <laughs> so I went over to them and interrupted them. So I'm really sorry. I don't usually do this, but um, can I get a photo? And Stambouli. That was the week that Stambouli had done something relatively decent in the Europa League. I think he might have scored, or he, he set well, up a goal. A winner. He yeah. scored a winner, did he? I think it was a winner. Yeah. Um, and I just said how what, what what that what how great that was, or something along those lines. And anyway, they took a picture, and, and no doubt in their brains told me to fuck off. Um, but yeah, that was great. And, uh, and then Nasser Chadley was at another table and my brain just, the ecstasy in my brain just went, he looks lonely. Why don't you make his night a bit better? <laughs> the weird thing about that was that instead of just telling me to fuck off after the picture, they went, sit down, have a drink. Was you there, Rick? No, I wasn't. <laughs> like, I think, I'm pretty sure they said, sit down and have a drink. Or they might've said, go away. But I sat down and they gave me a they gave me a cocktail, one of their cocktails, and we sat there drinking and he was talking in um Flemish. Flemish. What was you worried that I was gonna say Arabic then? <laughs> yes. Well he's he, Well, I wasn't gonna say that actually. I, I was <laughs> I said Flemish at the same time you said it actually. So You did, you did. So um yeah, and then I and I tried to talk to him about the dolphin, which which T you christened that I think way back there when yeah. early doors. Like a lot of people listening to this will know about this, but some people listening in recent times may not. But we, um, he, he there was a photo shoot and he 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 looked incredible, and we it was you said that he was probably shaved all over T and and smooth like a dolphin. He had a body of a yes. something along those lines. This yeah. exploded on Twitter. Which Twitter was a lot smaller back then. It was there was a lot less people involved involved. 
And it somehow got back to Nasir Chadli, so much so that he would sign off his tweets with a little dolphin on Instagram and elsewhere. And we were like, this is crazy. Like, this, what, what was a, essentially a throwaway discussion, a little bit of flippant, you know, bullshit conversation to it becoming a thing that he's using. It was incredible. It was, very, it was good. It was, very, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, Someone I, stuck it on my screen at work, a topless picture of him with a, with a drawn-on <laughs> dolphin on him. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I decided in that, in that moment to ask him about it. Like, what do you think of the dolphin? Like, that was, and I, I, it was hard to get out all the information because it was loud and he didn't want me there and, and I'd done the picture and like, how do I get out and explain what the dolphin was and, and when it was clear that he wasn't quite sure what I was talking about. Fuck knows, I just left. But um, it was... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was good. And uh, 30% us says, what other Spurs podcasts do you listen to and what's your favourite and why? I don't. The Lab. The Lab, beautiful. The Lab. lab. The Lab, you say. The Lab. Yeah, the Lab. Is. Go and listen to The Lab. There's three episodes of The Lab and they're all fucking great. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I, I spend so much time talking about Spurs. I don't, I don't want to listen to more about Spurs unless we had an incredible result or something. But, but you do, boys, do you? Ricky does. <laughs> yeah, I listen to uh, Rule the Roost, um, The Athletic, obviously this one, and The Lab for... Uh, it, other than that, it's just too much. You, I can't spend my life listening to 10 Tottenham podcasts a day. It's just fucking... It's madness. So those are, those are the ones I mainly stick to. Sometimes I might have a little wander off down the path to someone else's uh, podcast but generally that's that's where i stay got a question here from imitation demigod he says what's with the lengthy silences at the start of podcast recently also something about flav's mum what what is uh, lengthy silences you know what he means i don't think there's any no, what? no idea no i haven't could you record it and then i don't know what you're gonna do once you've recorded it how am i gonna hear it just is he on reddit yeah it's on reddit Oh well, can't do this happens. Now. This happens to me when I listen to the uh, Theo Von podcast this past weekend. There is a lengthy silence every single time I listen to it. No idea what it is. It's like they've hit record and that they've forgotten, and then they start the podcast. Weird. Yeah, maybe it's like maybe is it not just the player? Maybe it's a player or something. Yeah, I think I think it is the player. Yeah. Um, David Lynch, he says, am I missing something? Every comment about Werner's display against United say that he was just okay, except for a couple of wayward shots, he was superb. That's what I think his comment is, David's opinion is. Wow. This is his first game since November 4th. It's no brainer to sign him on a permanent deal. It will be bargaining of the decade. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with being that positive? Um, It is good to be positive, but um, I can't find a I can't find a non-problematic way to phrase it, but we can't just have people playing on vibes, man. That just doesn't work. <laughs> just because <laughs> we want him here, you can't just have him because we hope he turns good. Is what you're saying? I think. Um, I, I mean, I, I, think, just, I do just, think people are waiting for him to fail. Like, there is this energy that people are expecting him to fail, and they're waiting for him to fail, and then they're going to go. Told you we were shit. It does feel like there's that. That's me. <laughs> That's what I want. I want. I want to say I told you so. <laughs> but um, 
the, the thing is, right, it's coming to a very, very positive situation. The fans are positive. The boss is positive. The teammates are positive. So Chelsea were in a bit of a no-man's land when he was just before the pandemic. And they're kind of up and down. They're going through managers. But it comes to a situation where we need pacey players up the top in the final third of the pitch. And he fits that bill. And, you know, the first shot did make me think, oh, what the fuck is going on here? But um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think um, with the break we've got now, with the winter break, he should be able to bed in a lot more and improve his performances. So in fairness, I think he might do all right. What about you, Rick? Um, yeah, I... Th- I think it, I think it's free hit, isn't it? Mm. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. And if it's not, it's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> not in the world. It's not like it's not not like we've shelled out ninety mil or something like that. And it's fucking <laughs> hell, ninety mil and a ten year contract. It's like, yeah. If it like, there'll be good games. There'll be bad games. There'll be games where he takes a shot and it's just scuffed along the uh, along the goal. And there'll be times where we score banger. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's I'd say waiting till uh, a few more games at least until you kind of draw your lines in the sand as to say this is what I feel about him. I, I mean, like we've we've seen him in a f- one one game, um, and he's not had two training sessions. So, <laughs> and Good. also, um, Sonny's not back for another month, so he has a month to bed in and. Oh, fuck. Likely hell. start most of those games as well. So when like, less time to kind of bed in. Like everyone like the Spurs going, well done, Son, for winning three one. Fuck that. South Korea lose, <laughs> lose every fucking game immediately. And I know the South Korean fans listening to this podcast because of him in Son, I get it. But he means more to us than he means to you now. <laughs> <laughs> I want him back. I want him back and I want him healthy. He's running around with a strap on his knee. Right, like, literally, like, I don't want to see that. I think what people don't understand is that in England, it's very much club over country, very, very much. Unless it's some sort of weird regional thing, we're play, very much club over country. So we're not always going to embrace players doing well for their country when they're not playing in the middle of our season. No, we're never going to embrace. That's where it. a lot of that. That's where a lot of that sentiment comes from. Yeah, so deal with it because that's like we're paying his fucking wages. <laughs> How much is he on? Two hundred grand a week. To go and play for South Korea, it's an outrage. <laughs> what about fucking Mali? How are they doing? Winning the bet. Fucking Basuma got malaria. He's made a miraculous recovery. God knows how. Yeah, it's not great. Do the players still? Do the players still get paid their weekly wage, even though they're not there? Of course they it's do. a salary, isn't it? So they would. Yeah, yeah, of course they do. Not contractors, where they're paid when they work. Outrageous, isn't it, Rick? Outrageous. It is outrageous. <laughs> fucking hell. Give that money back. You're gone for five, six weeks. You're still getting 200 fucking. We're paying your wages, right? You in your fucking bin, son. When you're Come banging on. in goals versus Vietnam, we're still, we're still struggling over here. <laughs> fucking hell. Brian Hill's playing, son. Brian Hill came off the bench the other day because of you. <laughs> and no one wants to see that. No one wants that, mate. So fucking throw the game. Start throwing the game, Sonny. What about Ivory Crows? Are they doing well? But basically, what I'm asking is, are any of our players more like, like, like likely to come home before? Are they all going to fucking win it? Is, is somehow Mali and Ivory Coast going to win? Senegal. Senegal, Flav. We haven't got any on Ivory Coast. 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't think Saar played it. <laughs> Saar didn't play this at the goal game, so maybe he'll be fresh when he's back. <laughs> I didn't want to wake up saying Ivory Coast. I didn't call <laughs> I meant Senegal. <laughs> you sure we're not going to play, play like, Ivory Coast? Uh, no, did he as the core did? That's it. That's why. Suleiman Kulabali did. So I'm trying my hardest to be inclusive. And didn't then the, the, didn't yeah. Aurea. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, that's the it. That's, there you go. There you go. There you go. Shit. Um, <laughs> let's just write the time down so I can edit that out. Uh, <laughs> I'm only joking. I'll leave it in. What the fuck was I thinking of Ivory Coast? <laughs> I am pretty Brexit about an AFCON played in the middle of the season. <laughs> right, okay. That'll do, people. Uh, thank you very much for downloading the Fighting Cock once again. You're all legends. Thank you so much. Continued support. Continued. Continued support. And um, yeah, downloading in the sea of Tottenham Hotspur podcast. You keep downloading the Fighting Cock, which is you know amazing and uh, greatly received. Cheers, Rick. Cheers, T. Thank you. Up the space. Cheers. Up the space. I'm going to pick up a Chinese takeaway. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.